Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast starring Dags and Rez. Today, we have a powerful episode, and as always, across this powerful oaken desk is DJ Micah Rez. Hey, Dags, what's going on? Hello, amazing friends. Hello, friends. We're ready to rock and roll. Powerful episode today, Micah Rez. We're going to talk about the news of the world, and let's get into the Olympics, Mike. What's going on in the Olympics, Micah Rez? Oh, man. As we record this, Dags, the Olympics are wrapping up. Actually, they're probably already over with time change. They're the time, uh, yeah, the time difference. But Japan is like 14 hours ahead of us. So a lot of the stuff we were watching had happened in the past. So the time difference sucks because if you're trying to watch the Olympics without trying to find out what happened, a lot of times you can't avoid it. And people like to talk about it, which is fine. You still, I still like to watch to see what happens, watch the emotions on the athletes' faces. The emotions in motion. You know, Mike Rez, I was watching the Olympics and I zoomed in on the gold medal. Yeah. And it said made in China. Whoa. What's up with that? They saved on shipping. It's like right next door. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Drone shipping. It, it, whatever happened. I Amazon know. was going to do drone shipping. It never happened. I feel, I feel robbed. Like we were promised drone shipping. Do you think they just said that just to get us excited? They, they knew Probably. they were never going to use drones to ship anything. Yeah, it's true. Although that... I think the problem is people are going to shoot them down. Well, yeah. I mean, you're going to throw rocks at it. You're going <laughs> to slingshots. I mean. There's so many things could go what wrong. What is a 12-year-old kid going to do? I mean, that's his. He's going to oh, yeah. get up in the morning and go, I'm going to shoot a drone down. Yeah. You know, speaking of the Olympics, I would take a broomstick and try to javelin it. Probably. You're into the javelin. I love the javelin. I wish they would show more of the javelin. That's what I want. That would be a cool uh, superhero, wouldn't it? The javelin. Ja- the javelin or just javelin? Would it be the javelin or just javelin? It would have to. I, well, for me, I like throwing the word the in front of everything. Yes. So it would have to be the javelin. Yes. The amazing pop culture podcast. Yep. The 945 show. Yes. You know, there's a powerful anti-tank weapon called the javelin, Micah Rez. I've heard of it. It's a missile, yes. right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's po- man It's man-portable. Now, do you think they should do an Olympic sport of, like, grenade throwing? Yeah, they should have like a military Olympics. Grenade throw, carry the dude that's wounded, you know, kind of fireman's carry. There'd be a lot of cool stuff you could do. Awesome. You could throw grenades everywhere. Tell people to duck, get down. Yes, get down. Time to throw the grenades. (laughs) Then you could really spice things up and have the jump on the grenade competition. You know, my favorite grenade was was the German potato masher. You know, that one, it was a stick grenade. Oh, is that like, it had like the, yeah, it looked like a hammer almost. You could yeah. Throw. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. It's skinny, skinny body and like a heavy yeah. top. Because most people think of the pineapple, you know. Yeah. That was the American grenade, yeah. right? And now it's just a little round thing, but. It's like I, a baseball. I, yeah. I enjoyed the potato masher. That was a cool grenade. Now, why did they take so long to turn it from a pineapple to a baseball? 
we realized people can throw baseballs. I mean, we always could. Baseball was around during the World Wars when the grenades yes. were coming out. I mean, why? I don't get why they just didn't go with that shape to begin with. I think they couldn't figure out the cut the shrapnel as well, so oh, a pineapple made it easier to bust off into chunks. Sure. So the Olympics. Yes. What is your favorite? You like the you like the decathlon? No. Well, just the javelin. I like parts of the decathlon. Yeah, because I'm more of an obscure sports guy. I like the sports you don't get to see very often. Uh, you know, we always get to see a lot of like the running track and field competitions. Uh, swimming is on quite a bit. Uh, now this year, Dags, what they did the first time, they did a mixed gender relay. And it didn't matter which leg that you decided to do. So you could, you could do boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, two boys, two girls. I mean, it didn't matter which order you went in. You just, there just had to be two of each gender on the team. And How did made, that work out? Not very good for the United States, but uh, it it was pretty interesting actually because some in one of the legs they decided the Americans threw out one of the guys and he swam against all the women, and of course he had a pretty big lead going into it, and then afterwards they lost the lead, so it was kind of like a a, a you know, strategy, and then they did a a mixed gender relay race 400 relay race 400 meter relay race for the track and field side of things and nigeria had like an eight second lead because they ran one of their guys during one of the legs where the other countries ran uh, the women everybody thought nigeria just blew it out of the water and then so their anchor lap was ran by a female and she was running against all the guys and that ended up not working out very good for Nigeria. I think she ended up finishing seventh out of eight teams. So there's like some gamesmanship and just like strategy that I think some of these countries are trying to figure out because it's the first year they've ever done like the mixed gender. So we'll see if it comes back in 2024. Now, what is your favorite out of the newer entries into the Olympics? What is like... Like new sports? Yes. Well, one of the newer sports, uh, I don't know how long it's been in the Olympics, but they have uh, canoe sprinting where people are trying to paddle a canoe as fast as they can go. Canoe sprinting. Yeah, that's actually pretty sweet. I feel they should do kayak. Do they have the they kayak? They have kayak sprint, too. Oh. Yep. So they, they have both of them. So I can't remember, because the boats look the same. And, and in one of them, I think in canoe sprinting, it's, it's two, two people in there. Kayak sprinting, it's only one. And they're on one knee, so they're kneeling in the boat on one knee, and they're just going off that and it, they go really fast i think they said they were clocking in at like almost 20 miles per hour on those things i could see you doing the air mattress oh i would love the air mattress yes be sweet or a giant giant inflatable oh man you know you put some arm floaties on me and yeah you'd do well would be it would be awesome i couldn't drown or anything you know they have a uh, trampoline in the olympics they actually have trampoline trampoline it's under the gymnastics umbrella now, is that is that the equivalent of uh, Ted McGinley jumping the shark, <laughs> patting the trampoline? Yeah, it's pretty close. They uh, so they do men and women's trampoline, and uh, I'm watching it, watching it, and it's on at like three in the morning. So, of course, I wake up on the couch, and there it is. It's on because I fall asleep watching the Olympics. And too many craft beers. Too many craft beers. Well, seltzers now, right now, but. Uh, he, the commentator says, 
uh, of this guy that's about to do his competition. He says, now, this guy's name is synonymous with trampoline. You can't hear his name and not <laughs> think about men's trampoline. And his name is Dong Dong. Dong Dong. Yeah. I don't think of trampoline when I hear Dong Dong. That's a visual, isn't it? There is a visual. Yes. I don't know if it's a good, it's good to some people. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, men's trampoline. So out of the, like the X Games type, what yeah. is your favorite? What did they add? Did oh, they, they added skateboarding. That was right. a bring up. Uh, and uh, they did uh, like a freestyle competition and then they did like a street competition. So the street competition is like skateboarding in like a pool, the empty pool. And you have to like hit someone in the face with your skateboard. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then the, you, uh, you gotta, you gotta run from the cops <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and throw your doobie. Yep. And then the, uh, the freestyle is the, uh, the competition where they set up like the rails and the jumps and the ramps and all that stuff. So that was actually pretty sweet. I think on the women's side, uh, for the freestyle, it was like a, a 13 year old or 14 year old from China won that one. That was pretty cool. She dominated all the women. Then they had the uh, street, street BMX which was the ramps and the jumps and all that stuff. And these people, these athletes doing jumping on bikes. I mean, they're flipping and they're doing twists and backflips and front flips and landing on the seat and fucking up their ankles. Were you so, uh, into BMX growing up? Uh, I rode a BMX. You did? Yeah, I didn't like jump or anything on it or anything. It was you didn't, a, it was you didn't take one. it off in any sweet jumps or anything? No, I had a red one. It was like painted red. Had like the red covers on the foam parts, it had red handlebars, the brakes were red, everything about it was red, red seat. It's pretty sweet. My brother had a black and black and yellow one or something like that. Uh, I had a sweet Schwinn with a banana seat, big sissy bar on there. I bet you did. Yeah, it was sweet. You know, those sissy bars on those bikes are really cool on a motorcycle, though. Yes. You know, what? what's the deal with that? Did you guys put the cards in the spokes? Mm, we had friends that did. I don't think I ever did, though. I used to just, when the kids uh, rode by, i just throw a stick in their spokes. <laughs> what kind of sound did that make? <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> ever watch BMX Bandits? Tell us about BMX Bandits. Uh, I think it was Nicole Kidman's first movie. I believe she's in it. She's a female role in there. It's about three kids who ride BMX, like they're professional BMX riders, and they oil a, a bank robbery or some kind of heist or something or they saw it happen and the the bad guys try to get them the whole movie and uh it was the first time i ever heard anybody use the word reckon reckon yep because it's Aust- it's an australian movie so they always uh instead of saying think or thinking they say reckon reckon do you, do you reckon they're following us like no i reckon they were not they're not and then the bad guy turns the corner and nicole kidman says well reckon again and then they have to take off what year did that come out basically uh, sometime in the eighties, late eighties. So check it out. BMX bandits. Did you ever hear gleaming the cube? I've heard of it. I don't think I ever saw it. It was a skateboarding movie, right? It was about cubes. Are they gleaming? <laughs> <laughs> now back to the Olympics. Who are those? Uh, do you remember? I don't know what it was. The two guys that were competing, they're going to be in the decathlon, Dan and something. Dan and Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Johnson and Dan. Quail. Dan Quayle, yeah. Whatever yeah, I, happened I remember with that. about that. I think if memory serves me, one of them didn't even get out of like the qualifying rounds <laughs> or something. Yeah, because it was like a big Nike thing, I think. It was. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was like yeah, Dan and Dan. Trying to make the, the decathlon Look that cool. Up. What year was Look that? Look that up. Dan and Dave. Dan and Dave. They were Reebok. 
We were, so we were way we Nike Reba. Dan and Dan, Dan and Dave. It's got to be the shoes. Yeah, there's actually an ESPN 30 for 30 podcast episode <laughs> about them. So yeah, it was about uh, Reebok uh, trying to make Dan and Dave cool. Uh, so it was an advertising and merchandising campaign by Reebok to build up the 1992 Summer Olympics in Barcelona. It was meant to generate excitement and support the Olympic competition between American decathletes Dan O'Brien and Dave Johnson. However, the campaign had to be modified when O'Brien failed to qualify for the Olympics. Fail. So they did this before they even knew they were both in the Olympics. Yeah, they thought... A marketing genius. Talk about uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, it, oh, here's the aftermath. Dan and Dave made O'Brien and Johnson both unknowns outside of the world of track and field into household names. I mean, I guess so. We're talking about them, and it's 2021. Yeah, we got to look it up. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, led the both of them receiving endorsements from other companies, including O'Brien got one with Nike. Uh, and despite a foot injury, Johnson won the bronze medal in Barcelona. He retired from competition shortly after the games. O'Brien went on to win a gold in the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. Both were inducted in the Oregon Sports Hall of Fame together in 2005. Cute. So there was no tragedy or anything? They didn't rob banks or anything? They didn't afterwards? rob banks, no. Uh, the Dan and Dave ads were parodied by Ryder Trucks, with both athletes participating in a mock biathlon where they started a foot race and continued it with the race and rental trucks. <laughs> Dumb. Whose bright idea was it to do that before they knew they were both in the Olympics? Wouldn't you want to do that when you know they were both in the Olympics? It was a slam dunk. My God, well, <laughs> kind of. Speaking of slam dunks, the U.S. basketball team, the men's team, sucks. Yeah, let's talk about that. What's going on with that? They suck. Problem is, the world is catching up because it's becoming an international sport. So a lot of the big players that are really good in the NBA, well, they play for France or they play for Spain or they play for Serbia. And it's not just all the great athletes from the United States anymore. In 1992, the, the Dream Team, when they went on their run, the only athletes that they had in the world playing basketball were all Americans in the U.S. So they dominated everybody. and three games leading up to the Olympics, the U.S. men's team lost. And then they lost their first game against France in the Olympics, which is the team they beat to win the gold medal. They were 13-point favorites going into the game, Dags, and they only won by five. It was a combination of these other teams getting better. Yep. And were they half-assing it? Did they think that they were so good that they didn't even have to play well? They'd just show up and win? No, I just think the rest of the world is catching up the talent that we have here it's not just americans playing basketball it's like hockey so the basketball team was playing their best but the other teams just bested them yeah yeah because like the other teams for the other the other countries that beat some of or some of the teams that beat the united states this year have nba players on their team too so it's not just did you uh, actually watch the games the only games I, i watched most of the game against france where they lost and they didn't look like a team that knew how to play together. That's what I was all. saying. Were they playing tight? Were they so, playing as a team? Or not? Not that first game. The second, the the second game I watched most of, which was the gold medal game, uh, before I lost interest. Uh, they they were playing better, but then again, you know, after the game, all the players started being cocky and talking shit, like, "Oh, the rest of the world isn't catching up. Look, we just won." It's like, "Yeah, shut up, sit down," you know. It's like it it just sucked. But they did have uh Greg Popovich, who was the coach of the uh San Antonio Spurs coaching them. That the son of Maury? 
Yes. Yep. The son of Maury. Um, I think he's got that tattooed on his back somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so he's coaching them. And of course, when they're losing, the team's blaming him. And then when they're winning, it's because of their talents. It has nothing to do with the coach. So we won, which we should have won, but it should have been a lot easier. But like I said, it's just like hockey now, though. I mean, not all the best hockey players in the world play in the NHL, but then when they get to the Olympics, they all go to their their home countries and play for their home countries. So what happened with women's soccer? Bronze. They got the bronze medal. They're just, they're getting old. They're yes. an older team. They're, I mean, old, old athletes wide, you know, they're all in their thirties. <laughs> but so, they went in there thinking they would whoop ass too. Uh, I don't know if it was as much as the basketball team because they weren't playing that well to begin with. I mean, the last couple of years, they've been, they've been losing to teams they've been dominating. Um, so and it's just because their core group is in their 30s now. And you got to get younger. What's the purple lady's name? Uh, Megan Rapino. She didn't do so well? No. No, no. none of them did. No. I mean, Ertz didn't do well. The other lady didn't do well. The other lady after that. I know two players' names. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's married to uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I think he's the tight end. So she's good, but I guess they're all getting older. They're going to have to get younger. And then, you know how some teams have to rebuild Dags? Yes, it's a rebuilding year. It, it will be, yeah. Kind of like Minnesota sports. going to be kind of rough. Like the men's soccer team, you know, they suck right now. That's going to be the women's soccer team in the next couple of years. And the other big news in the entertainment, segueing to powerful entertainment, is $900 million deal. The South Park dudes. What yeah, do you know that about crazy? that? Crazy. Well, fucking what don't I know about it? Matt Stone and Trey Parker, who are the uh, creators. I don't know. Would you call them lead animators of the show? Because it's really just like at one point, wasn't it just like torn construction paper or something like that? Oh, that's the beauty of it. I mean, yeah, it's really easy to make. I mean, they could do an episode. I think they said they could do a, a thirty-minute episode with three days' notice. So that's why some of their episodes are like, oh, that's, crap, that's the that genius news just of it. broke. Yeah, that's, and now the, they got an episode. that's the genius of it. Yeah. So they just signed a deal with Paramount Plus um, and Comedy Central to do, uh, like I said, $900 million. It re-ups them uh, for a few more years on Comedy Central. Plus, they're going to make 14 movies over the next seven years. 14 movies? Yeah, going to Paramount Plus, the, the streaming network. How many movies have they made? One. So these are 14 South Park movies. Yeah, 14 South Park movies. Wow. Yep. So they, they're they going to make two. I think by next year, they'll have two done, and then they'll have five more to do after that. But South Park has been around since 1997. 24 years. That's a long time. Not as long as The Simpsons, but... So, you know, people have asked before, talked about it before, but what are your thoughts? Why didn't they get canceled? I think because they've been doing this since before cancel culture was a thing. And yeah, they but, attack everybody. Yeah, but people have been canceled before when they, they drag up stuff they did 20 years ago. I don't I think don't, people took them serious before. You know what I mean? Like, they kind of, like, South Park was a real niche thing, and Comedy Central is just starting out when South Park, I mean, maybe not no, just. No, but what my up, point but, is, why aren't people young people nowadays that you know are woke and want to cancel things why aren't they going back and trying to cancel it's a good question i yeah. don't know like i said i think they just because they go after everybody i mean which which group is going to go after them because they've hit everyone 
Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's crazy. I mean, I don't know how they're insulated from it. Do we know? Look it up. How many actually episodes were there? Because it's amazing. Yeah, like I said, they've been around since 1997. So 24 years. They're uh, I think they're they're through 2027 now with this new deal. Let me find out. Are they still on Comedy Central? They are. So they'll they'll switch over then. Well, no, because it's a, no. it's a deal with uh, Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, which must be a parent company or somehow associated okay. with Comedy Central, but they'll they'll be making new episodes on Comedy Central and then fourteen movies for Paramount Plus with the streaming. Two hundred and eighty-seven. Wow, oh, that's a lot of episodes. Do you know are these movies going to have a theatrical release or just streaming? I'm. I'm assuming just streaming because it doesn't say anything about theatrical releases. Now they did basketball too. Remember basketball? Yes. And then, uh, what was the other one? They did basketball. Team America. Team America. There's the other one. I can't remember. South Park one. Bigger, better, uncut. And then they did the Mormon show. Oh yeah. That was a a play though. Yeah. That was a Broadway play first. Book of Mormon. Yeah. So it's amazing. Their body of work. And they get $900 million. Yeah, we're close to that, I think. Yeah, 850 is our last uh, offer. Yeah, we're, we're holding out. We're for, holding out for yeah. 1 million, billion? But, yeah. Something? I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. I think you do the math. Yeah, it was good, uh, good hardball negotiations this last time around. We'll no, get there. That's amazing, though, because I thought like the Joe Rogan's deal, right? Howard Stern's deal. But have you heard of anything this big in entertainment? I can't think of anything. Oh, I can't think of anything either. Nine hundred million. Nine hundred million. I think these streaming services are there's something else. I I'm, I was kinda hoping they'd go away because there's just too many. But I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of working. I have so many I have so many subscriptions now. But the amazing thing is, like we talked about that with the sports uh-huh. ownership. To be able to shell out that much money, how much money they're taking in. Yeah, it's crazy. It's mind boggling. Yeah. It's got to be something said because like Peacock, so we have Peacock and we have Discovery Plus streaming services in my house. And we, we do the, the, the free version of Peacock, there's commercials. So that's how they're making up for people who aren't subscribing. But if you subscribe, it's like anywhere from like 6 to $9 a month or $12 a month, whatever it is. So there's people that are paying that too. And you just got to figure they're making enough money. I mean, just think they're paying them $900 million and they're going to make that money back in ad revenue, you know, either from people doing the free service or people doing the subscription. I mean, how much goddamn money? Did you guys printing money? Yeah. Did you guys used to get cable, regular cable? Yes. Well, we had satellite. Do you remember basically how much a month you paid? Oh God. Um, Just ballpark. Ballpark with, the package we had and, and everything, uh, the sports packages. You had to buy sports packages to yeah. get onto that. Um, I think it was, and we bundled internet phone, so probably close to two fifty. What are you paying now a month for all oh, your God. entertainment? Got to be close to two hundred. I mean, because we still do. Well, maybe it's got to be less than because we're getting. I get HBO Max with my phone free. But that's me. the thing too, though, because you know you're paying for the phone and you think that's free. So it's right. kind of weird because back then you didn't have the phone. Right. Most people just had the home phone and then cable. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess if you include the phone into the right. I mean, it's probably close to like two two hundred still. I mean, it's not you're not saving much. You know what's free though? 
What's that? This podcast. Oh my God. God, we thank everyone that listens to the amazing pop culture podcast. Please, if you want to help us, support us, just follow us on social media. That's free. We're at, at Amazing Pop Pod. That's our new powerful Twitter handle. Pop Pod. Yep. Hot Pop Pop Pop. Amazing <laughs> Pop Pod. Crazy. Follow us there. Yep. Amazing Pop Culture on Instagram. Like our Facebook page. And we do have powerful merch. I'm looking across this powerful oaken desk, and Michael Rez is rocking our new t shirt. Yes. Just go to any of our social media, Amazing Pop Culture podcast, and we do have powerful links to our merch store. We thank everyone that listens to this powerful podcast. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about us. And if you can, please leave a review. We'd love that. Don't forget to stick around because we have new music from Mike Templar. Yes, powerful new music off the Digital Death album. We're going to be playing his track, Breakthrough. You know, speaking of uh, cancel culture, two of the uh, leading candidates to replace Alex Trebek have found themselves in some hot water. What's going on with that? Well, Ken Jennings, you know, he was the uh, the big leader, all-time leader at one point. And then Mike Richards, who is like an executive producer for the show, he's, he filled in for a week as well. So they were like in, they thought maybe Ken Jennings was going to be the next host, because why not? He was the most winningest uh, contestant at the time. And he is a smart guy that knows a lot of things. Well, you know, they go back and they find um, tweets, you know, from your past. And in 2014, he sent out a tweet. Now, this has no context. So I have no idea what he's talking about. It says, nothing sadder than a hot person in a wheelchair. Something he tweeted. So then, of course, he apologized right away about that. Um, and then Mike Richards, uh, who had joined the show as executive producer a few months before uh, Alex Trebek's death, uh, he has been uh, linked to some allegations from the Price is Right in uh, discrimination lawsuits from former models of the show. So he probably just lost his way. Yes. On that show. So who are they thinking? Who's up? Well, that's the thing. They don't know. They, uh, because Mike Richards was in advanced negotiation. So they were thinking that sometime this week they were going to announce it. Well, they couldn't um, have Michael Richards because he got in trouble too. He so. got in trouble too. Yeah. So I bet LeVar Burton and, uh, a Blossom. Played oh, Blossom. Maya Bialik. Yeah. Maya Bialik. Yeah. So she she's was, up for it. She's up for it. She filled in. She was, she did really good too. So who do you, off the top of your head, do, is there anyone you could think of that you put in there? Um, well, Maya Bialik, like I said, she did good. I would put her at number one, and LeVar really? Burton was, would be like 1A wow. or 1B. Um, but those are the only two that I really watched. Those are the only two I was really interested in. Um, Aaron Rodgers did it for a week, and I hate the Packers, so screw him. Yeah, but how did he do? He did good, actually. He did, really? Yeah, people liked him. So he's, he's you know, outside of the football field, he's like one of those guys that you hate to play against, but you would love him on your team. And I think personality-wise, he's probably the same one. Just people like him. They're drawn to him. How about Howard Stern? Oh, God, that'd be interesting. Can you imagine him trying to pronounce some of those French words? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who I'd want. I'd have to think about it. I'm thinking Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley. Interesting. Norm from Cheers would be a good... Yes. Or, gotta be Cliff, right? Yes. He could start everyone with this little-known fact. <laughs> <laughs> and then read the read the clue, and then... That would be it. Going back to Hollywood, what's going on with the Black Widow? Oh, yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson suing Disney because of uh, 
the way they distributed or, or released the movie because in her original deal, streaming wasn't part of the part of the deal. You know, they made so it was extra a theatrical money. release. Yeah, it was a theatrical release and Disney Plus, uh, but you have to pay extra. So just because you're a subscriber to Disney Plus doesn't mean you're going to automatically get it. You'd have to pay like an extra thirty dollars. That's insane, though. Thirty. If you think about it, though, it's still it's probably cheaper than a movie theater if you're bringing your family. So I I, I kind of did. The I don't math. look at it that way though. I kind of did the math, and so if me and my my kid were to go, you know, it was gonna be about what ten twelve dollars a ticket. I don't even know what they are right now. So that's twenty dollars right there. Let's just say ten dollars plus concessions. You're over thirty dollars. Yeah, but that that math voodoo. It's kind of like when you do those uh, resorts, those timeshares. Right. They go. Let me ask you, how much you spend on a vacation? <laughs> And they try to hypnotize you with right. the numbers and how much do you, you know, it's like, well, no, you're just making up all this hypothetical bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah, but her deal, the way it was written was that she was going to make extra money based on the box office money. And it had nothing, nothing, nothing was written about streaming. You know, they never said they were going to release it on Disney Plus and then they did. So now she's suing Disney for breach of contract, which I think she's got a point. I mean, if some of your extra money and bonuses are tied to how it's going to do the movie theaters and then they release it on a streaming service where it's more convenient for people to stay home and you're not going to make any extra money based on those numbers. Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen with that because Paramount, didn't they do that where they released everything at the same time? Yeah, well, some of them, so on HBO, they're going to get some of the Warner Brother movies as they get released. And the one that just came out on Friday is the new Suicide Squad. So if you have HBO uh, Max, you get the new Suicide Squad for free because it, even though it's out in the theaters on the same day, you get it for like a month or two months or whatever it is, and then it goes away, and then it'll come back eventually. But if I wanted to, I could pull up the Suicide Squad right now, Dags, and we could watch it here and don't have to go to a movie theater. But there's certain movies that I want to see in the big screen. Right. And Dune's one of them, right? The Dune. New Dune. I don't know. I out. saw the trailer. What do you think? I'm going to watch it just because we reviewed it. Well, you have to. Yeah. You have to watch it. Yeah. But I'm going to watch it from the comfort of my home because I'm going to get it for free no, at home. No. Let's go to the movie theater because you got to see Dune on the big screen. Because right. it's all about epic. You know, it's, it's space. It's the planets. You don't want to see. It's like Star House Wars. Atreides. Exactly. Moadib. Star Wars. Did you want to? Would you rather see that on the big screen or on your at TV? I, I watched them all on the big screen. Yes, exactly. Oh. I mean, there's nothing more exciting than the, you know, when the when the Star the Wars credits, shoots across. Yeah. Yeah, exactly the credits yeah. and that a big, you know, the John Williams score. Right. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna get that at home. No, that's actually what I was more excited about when the new the, these last three came out was being able to share that moment with my kids yeah. or even the it's cool like, 20th that? century fox cool. logo yeah you know and they play the drums and the cool part is it has that extra part on it because yeah. a lot of 20th century fox you know has the dun 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 dun, dun right and it stops but star wars it has that extra yeah dun, like, dun, 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 dun. what happened to the thx opening yeah they had a bunch of different cool thx openings do you remember the one where the little little droid was flying around and go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he the THX, come from behind you yeah the thx forward, yeah. broke so he had to go fix it real yep. quick yeah i remember that one the pixar one's not too bad either with the lamp yeah yeah with the lamp yeah i like that. some of those intros i mean they're they're cool i mean the 20th century fox the pretty much the all MGM of them are cool with the lion yeah i mean uh 
that's the cool part. I, you know, I like, that's why I like movie theaters, the whole experience, you know? Sure. I mean, granted the, the food is way too expensive. Yeah. I think we talked about this. You got to get the popcorn and the M&M's. Yeah. The, the combo together. Hell yeah. Yes. Chocolate and popcorn. Ultimate combo. It's what, what is the deal with that? I don't know what it is. It's some cool thing, but you got to check that out guys. Chocolate and popcorn. We need like DeKalb to come out with like the chocolate popcorn seed. What's and then that? farmers can just. Oh, like some weird. Grow like. Asanto. Whatever. Corn. Yeah. <laughs> something chemically, you know, something that'll kill us later. Be no, banned cool. in every country but the United States. <laughs> so we had that going on. I mean, there's lots of stuff just happening. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Lots of buzz in the world today. There is. People are getting buzzed. People are buzzed. I was yeah. buzzed last night. What did you enjoy last night? Uh, the Corona Lemonada uh, hard seltzer. You're really getting into the hard seltzer. Yeah, and I don't know why. It just like kind of started, and now people are like giving me suggestions so they don't have to try it. They want to know what it's like, but they don't want to shell out the money. So how many... Uh, yeah, we got to do a YouTube video. We haven't done one of those in a million years. Yeah, no what, shit. Uh, how many have you tried so far? Uh, easily six, probably close to ten. Do you uh, do that... Uh, uh, what do you call the beer one? The app? Oh, yeah, I do. I don't know if they have Untapped? seltzers on there. I haven't been on Untapped in a while. No. But since I started doing... I don't even know if they have seltzers on there. I should find out. Yeah. I'm missing out on a lot of check So out of all those you've tried, what's one that pops in your head? You're like, this one's good. I recommend it. Uh, the Coors. Coors makes one, which I thought is like, okay, these big beer companies are going to just half-ass it. The Coors is good. Uh, the Bud Light one sucks. There's not a lot of flavor to that What's one. the Coors? Does it have like a name or? I think it's just Coors Hard Seltzer. Okay. But they have, it's, you know, they got, you. I always buy the variety pack, which sucks. <laughs> so I'm old and I'm on cholesterol medicine degs. And uh, the Atorvastatin doesn't play well with grapefruit. Like it could kill me type. Yeah. Why is grapefruit so weird? I see enzymes, stupid enzymes. Yes. We're down with enzymes. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we if, don't like enzymes. No. I don't know if. Grapefruit flavor is the same as eating a grapefruit, but I'm not going to risk it. So I buy these variety packs and there's always like three grapefruits in there. And so I just don't drink. Here kids. Give them to the kids. That's what I say. Pretty much. Yeah. So, but yeah, the Coors one's good. Recommend that one. Uh, I bought this, uh, the Truly. So it said Truly Hard Iced Tea and I didn't read the little words underneath that said seltzer. So it's a seltzer hard iced tea from Truly. It's fruit flavored. Wow. Sucks. No good. Terrible. Yeah. It's, I don't know who decided that those flavor combinations needed to be put together, but they should be killed. So you said Coors is good. Is there any like local, do you know any local ones that ones you recommend? Fulton makes one. That's probably the the only local one I've tried. Now, where are they out of? Where's Uh, Fulton? Northeast Minneapolis. Okay. They're not bad, but I probably, they're just too sweet. They, there's like a fine line between too sweet and, Croy. yeah it's i got gotta, you. it's gotta have I enough gotcha. flavor you know what i mean like like um was it white claw the one that everybody likes yeah the it's, ubiquitous it's white too, claw yeah it's too too not flavored uh if that makes sense it's um, too dry you're saying or too sweet too dry yeah okay. there's just not enough flavor it just tastes like a Lacroix, basically um but the coors has a good balance um Fulton's okay like i said it's too sweet some people might like that though they like more sweet in their flavor um, the big one that a lot of people like, it's like capturing the imagination of a nation right now is the high noons, which is technically a seltzer, but it's more like a vodka sour. It's made with vodka 
and seltzer water. High noon. Now is that a type or a brand or what is it? It's that? it's uh it's yeah, it's the name of it. It's called a high noon. I think it's the brand. Really goddamn expensive though. For an eight pack, it was like fifteen bucks. Wow. Yeah, so that's really expensive. So you're not even getting a twelve pack at that price. Now the the Corona one that I just tried this weekend, that's also expensive. That's a twelve pack for just under eighteen dollars. And that's that's a lot of money. I don't even like paying eighteen dollars for a case of beer. No. Can you, uh, how does that work? Can you go to a liquor store and get a single or not? No, not right now. Oh. But, so this is the thing, Dags, is that seltzers were big in the late spring, in the beginning of summer, and everybody was buying them. Everyone started making them. Well, now the sales have started to really decline because- Oh, they're saturation or what? I think so. But so there's just too many of them now. And so some of the companies have already decided that they're not going to make any more next year. Um, but like Bud Light, Coors, some of the bigger names, they're gonna, they're gonna come back with it, I, or just not get rid of it and just keep selling it year round. So, are they technically a malt beverage then? No, because they're using actual uh, sparkling water in these. So it's just they. How does that work? Is it just alcohol they add to it, or I'm guessing so. A lot of the ones, because a lot of the times you can tell if it's a malt beverage, it'll say flavored beer on the can. Okay. None of these have said flavored beer on it. So how does the high noon work? You said it's just it's a vodka, vodka, sparkling water, and Weird. whatever fruit juice. They actually use fruit juice. It's not bad, actually. It's pretty good. It's just so expensive. I can't see drinking. Forever. Interesting. Yeah, but it's big at the bars right now, so it's very popular. A lot of people like it. Now that we're talking local, I want to get into um, next weekend. Tell us a little bit about your music deal you got going on. Oh, yeah. the uh, In less than a week, Dag, at the Amsterdam Bar and Hall, Nitro Wave TC is going to be back live and in person on stage. We got uh, our buddy Chris, who goes by the name North Innsbruck, and then we have Night Audit, Galaxy 80, Lucy in Disguise from Wisconsin's coming in. Now, Lucy in Disguise and Galaxy 80 are actual, like, real-time music producers, and they make, well, they all are, but they're actually signed to Time Slaves Recordings out of the UK. That's their record label. And then uh, Destroyer is going to come in and do a DJ set, and he's from the Nightwave DJ Collective out in New York. He's going to come and uh, spin some tunes for us, and uh, Bionic is going to DJ at the beginning of the night, and he's going to be on stage with North Innsbruck. It's going to be pretty sweet. Cool. So if you guys are in Minnesota. 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 If you're in the Twin Cities, that will be in St. Paul, correct? Correct. St. Paul. It's the synthwave hub of the world, I guess. Yes. Make sure you check it out. By the way, we're going to play some synthwave tonight. Oh, my God. From the powerful artist Mike Templar off the album Digital Death. We're going to be playing Breakthrough. Enjoy this powerful song. Go to Bandcamp and download it. Well, Mike Arez, how did you enjoy today's episode? Did we have a good time? Flawless. It was this flawless. This episode is flawless. Just just flowed off the tongue. It was beautiful. It was, yeah, it was great. It was awesome. <laughs> All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed today's powerful episode. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about our podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the amazing pop culture podcast. Self-destruct sequence activated.
Thank you for listening to the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production.